Welcome to Vernacular Reality, the VR-focused extension of Language Matters by Diplomatic Language Services. Join me, Blythe Collins, as I explore how a language company can implement virtual reality as a learning tool. Welcome back to Vernacular Reality. We're happy to share that we have officially begun offering language immersions in virtual reality here at DLS. It has been a long time coming, but we have launched with three languages, Chinese, Russian, and Arabic. So today we are just going to cover the first language that we developed for the virtual reality immersions, and that is Chinese. So I am back here with Sean, our AR VR developer, and I also have a guest joining us today. I have Leah Kaufman here, who is on the language training team at DLS and who also is a Chinese instructor. So she has experience in both the virtual reality side, but also the language training. So she will be a really interesting person to hear from today on the podcast, as well as she has been a valuable asset to the team. So I'm So excited to get started, um, dive into the Chinese language immersions at DLS. So here we go. Hello, happy to be here. I am super privileged to be involved uh, with the VR program at DLS. Uh, Soon after joining DLS, I got involved with the VR program initially just to help with the Chinese lesson planning for the for the VR product since that was starting to get to pilot stages of development. And then since then, I've been able to be more and more involved, especially with the student pilots and really kind of getting that going. So I love Chinese. I grew up in Hong Kong, China, and started studying Mandarin when I was in elementary school and then later went on to major in Chinese and also linguistics. And so it's really exciting to get to use the language on a pretty much daily basis at DLS. And it's really great to pass along that enthusiasm to other students and that I feel it can be done really well in a VR environment. Leah came in at a great time for us. We had been working on Chinese language lessons uh, in in the VR product for a little while. Uh, It started with uh, one of our other language training specialists, uh, Christina. Um, She had found these excellent locations that we explored and started building content on top of. And it was a a really fun experience, um, but we needed to start seeing where the rubber hit the road and with the students and how the content worked. And uh, when Leah came in, um, you know, she's a, a very, very organized and very personable person to start going, going to students and organizing tests and working with them and getting their feedback and, uh, and finding out what works. Uh, so it was, it was great. It came at a great time. Uh, to really take the product to the next level of of being really focused on um, language training. Awesome. So it sounds like Leah was the perfect person to bring into this new project. Was that kind of how you decided on Chinese first? Or where was the decision coming from with that? Uh, we knew we wanted to start with Chinese. We have the, the most students and the most instructors and the most material 
uh, for this particular language. Uh, so, um, you know, it's something that a lot of people care about. And we knew that if we could get something going with this, uh, this particular language, uh, it would be the most value in the shortest amount of time for most people. Yeah, we definitely thought it was a strategic language to start with. And so we were sort of exploring different options initially and came up with a, a cultural way of getting students immersed in the, the VR environment and sort of taking that cultural approach is, is currently how we have the, the VR program set up. So for Chinese specifically, we have students going into um, a tourist area in Fujian province and they can explore around in different tourist areas in a village in that area. And so there's a lot of different opportunities for task-based language activities that the students participate in with their instructor while they're in the VR environment. Yeah, that was uh, something that was really important to us early on, um, was trying to make sure we had an authentic experience. We didn't want to create a generic 3D environment that we put people in and then they had like a table full of, of, of like toys and fruit and other random items that they would pick up and then sound off as like flashcard words or something like that. Uh, right. We were we were definitely looking for uh, an experience that was um, instructor driven and one that was very relevant to the particular language. Um, and you know, I kind of presented some challenges with Chinese because uh, you know, politically, you know, it's difficult to get data out of China. Um, so you know, we use Google Street View imagery for our locations. And, um, and Google is very restricted in China. So, um, but we were very lucky that, um, that uh, tourism and 360 photo capture is, uh, is a very popular uh, tourist activity in China. So we were able to get uh, very, very high quality imagery um, from some very interesting locations uh, just because um, the, the people there are excited about sharing their wonderful country. When we were developing the Chinese activities, um, you know, we were also concurrently developing the technology at the same time. Um, so you know, there, was, there was also a sense of, um, if we can do this very specific thing uh, that is, is very culturally relevant, then um, doing more general purpose things like a conference room, like like meetings in a, in a professional setting, that's theoretically easier. That's uh, you know more general purpose data that we can retrieve from just about anywhere. But when we have a, a scenario where it is very focused on a unique aspect of that target language, then we have uh, we have an opportunity to develop to develop in more detail uh, the technology as well as the as the content. To go back to something Sean had mentioned earlier, that the VR classes are instructor-driven, and kind of what we what we mean by that is that the instructor themselves is the one who is leading the student through the VR module during their class time. And so our our goal 
Um, and the, the new reality for some of our uh, Chinese classes, especially, is that the VR program is just written into their syllabus as part of the curriculum. And so it's a, a cultural aspect of what they are doing in, in class um, alongside their other potentially more textbook-based activities. And so although the, so the instructor is leading the student through the VR exercises, but it's still a student-centered classroom. And so the it's still a communicative language teaching. And the great thing about VR is that um, teachers can adjust their questions, um, adjust their, their language based on the student's level. You could get two students at different levels going into the same VR module, and it could still work for them because the types of questions or the tasks that the students are required to do in that environment would be tailored to their specific level. And that's the beauty of their teacher doing it with them is that teacher knows the student and they can um, revisit vocabulary that they've learned or, you know, get students to do comparisons if they're working on comparison structures, things like that. So it can be very tailored to what the student can do and then also push them a little bit beyond what they are um, currently capable of. Yeah, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking this is such a great tool. Of course, it's a great tool in and of itself um, for students to just walk around in and to explore to, of course, immerse themselves in a deeper way than ever before, but it is truly on the instructor to make it the environment, um, I guess, educational and informative and actually make the immersion a learning experience. Yeah, I think the instructor helps connect the dots for students. If the student was just in the VR environment in a random place in China on their own, it would be cool and the technology is very engaging, but the students wouldn't necessarily know the importance of this character um, or that that item that's over there, but the teacher can help connect the dots. We are also kind of figuring out what's the best way to get students comfortable with the technology. So we are uh, sort of exploring different options for students to just be able to go in on their own, maybe initially before the class demo, uh, before the class VR time, so that they can just get comfortable with some of the more technology aspects of it, such as moving around in the VR space or knowing how to navigate with the menu, things like that. And that will eventually, it, it will create a, a better a better class time um, when they're doing the actual language-based module. VR is helpful for Chinese students, especially um, because it it can be really difficult to get to China, you know, right now. And depending on um, the nature of some of our students' jobs, you know, they might not have the opportunity to go to China easily. Um, and it's, it's far, you know, so this is a way to have a little bit more of an on the ground view of um, Chinese customs and Chinese people and what an interaction in 
a more immersive environment would be like without actually getting on a plane and going to the country. Although I recommend going to China if you get the chance. As you said, Leah, yeah, it's it's really difficult to get that travel arranged sometimes. You know, my job doesn't have a, a need to uh, to study any particular language. I'm, I do the programming. I don't do the language material itself. Um, so it's not like I'm going to get an assignment from work to travel to China. Um, but I, even I still have gotten a, a really uh, big appreciation for, um, for these different places that we've been developing uh, for uh, just through, just through testing the content and, and going through it and seeing all the beautiful imagery. And uh, there's, there was one point where um, I had been testing this one path through this one town uh, so often that I started, I started remembering all the directions to be able to get around town. And, and I was working with Christina on it and I had mentioned seeing a, a particular little shop that I thought she would be interested in checking out. And she asked me, Oh, I did. I had seen that. Where was that? And I gave her directions relative to landmarks in the place. I said, Oh, you're going to go down this street and you're going to turn left at this bridge and you're going to go across here and, and there it'll be on your right. And it, and it struck me as, as I'm thinking about it, as I'm going through it, I'm remembering it in my head as if I'm walking through there, as if I've been there and I've, I've been around in this place. Uh, it was really, it was just a really fascinating moment of, no, I haven't, I haven't ever been to this place but I have memories of it now. And it's, it's really weird. It's a really weird feeling. Um, and I've, and there's, there's been some other places, uh, like in Germany or, um, or other parts of America that, uh, I've seen in VR first, and then I've actually had a chance to, to visit them. Um, and that same feeling is there of, Oh, I've been here before. Oh, I know exactly where I'm going. Yeah. And, and yeah. it works. It works. You know, you can walk down the street and you can turn left at the corner and you can find the thing that you're expecting to be there. And it's just like, it's, it's, it's kind of mind blowing. Um, it's such a, it's such a powerful thing. Well, and that's the whole point. People are, you know, typically preparing to go on assignment somewhere that they've never been. So what better way to prepare them than, you know, upon arrival, have them say, Oh, this looks familiar or, um, I've done this before, or I feel like I know this place. So that's really, that's really great to hear that that's happening. What else are you finding from student trials and what are you getting in terms of feedback? Yes, the trials have been, um, actually a lot of fun in, in a lot of ways. Um, we've been trialing Chinese activities for a, a little over a year. Um, we've probably gotten about, uh, a, a, pretty close to about 30 uh, run-throughs of, of the content with different students and instructors. Um, and it's, it's been really fascinating to see how people get in and, and experience the content and what they take away from it and what kind of suggestions they have. Yeah, for our ancestor hall activity for Chinese, with the amount of time that teachers and students were spending in it, it became annoying for them to be clicking through all of the front 
section of the module when they were trying to get to the end of it. So we had a request to create a shortcut so that essentially when you came into the module in the VR environment, you could choose to go left and do the entirety of the module, or you could go right and skip to the ending. So teachers and students can choose to do the whole thing, or if they've taken a break from the VR class, they can come back into it, or if they're doing it on a different day, and they can just easily do the second section. Yeah, it makes the it makes the modules a little a little less linear. Um, it gives the the students and the instructor a little more agency about how they approach the material, um, which is something that we we want to always emphasize that it's it's not rote material that you are that you're trying to memorize this is more of an open space in which you're trying to experience things and and see things for yourself and discuss them at length with each other and and trying to keep that focus in mind is um kind of one of the important aspects of the job um it can it can kind of get a little difficult sometimes as we're developing the material uh, to remember that we're we're not building a a tourist app, we're building a language training app. You right. get in there, you get in there, and you see all these amazing all these amazing visuals, and you want to show it to people, like like look at this, and look at this, look at this, look at that, and and then you gotta stop it. You gotta realize, like, no, nah, that's not what we're really trying to do here. We're trying to trying to facilitate these conversations. Right. So the way that we've structured that for our instructors is we have a general lesson plan and we have put in objectives based on ILR can do statements and so instructors can see that and they're familiar with what ILR level their student is and so so we we sort of provide the essential structure of a lesson plan but we really want to give students autonomy to make it their own make it natural for themselves and their own style to engage with their students tailored to what that student needs. So another piece of feedback that we were receiving from students and instructors is that they liked some of the audio components that we have in the, the, the Tulo building of the Chinese VR modules. And this had been something that we had built in the beginning with Chinese being one of the first uh, modules that we were creating, the first language. And so we were experimenting with different things like, um, like images popping out closer so that you could read a sign on the wall, or we can add in a menu or a list of room rates for a hotel, things like that. And one other piece is is an audio that can be played within the virtual environment and it maybe gives information about what the student is seeing or provides a bit more cultural context and students have really liked that and they have been you know asking that that can be incorporated into other scenarios so when we were building the russian module we added that in so it's helpful to have the feedback from students and instructors and just to have done quite a number of trials over the course of the last year or so we've gotten quite a bit of specific feedback from students and instructors about what they like and what could be improved in the 
program. And so we've taken that into consideration, especially when we've received multiple people saying the same thing. We definitely can tailor the the modules based on that feedback. Yes, that student and instructor feedback has been really important for the development of the product. Um, you know, we have our ideas on on what we're going to make, but it doesn't mean anything if uh, if people don't find it engaging and people don't find it important to what they want to do. Um, so we'll we'll try things out and uh, we'll send it out to people. Um, but what we what I really look forward to is is hearing from the students, hearing about what they enjoy, hearing about what they're hoping for. Uh, to do um, and start building that sort of stuff. Um, you know, one of the one of the things that we've heard a lot about is that um, you know, people really enjoy the cultural component, and they also want to be able to use the VR uh, tool to practice uh, more general purpose uh, conversation skills um, in in sort of one on one um, one on one setups like a conference room. Or, uh, or role playing, uh, renting a hotel room at a at a hotel desk, um, and so we get a lot of really great ideas from from our students um, that uh, are going to be a lot of fun to incorporate. Yeah, it's super exciting that this product is finally officially launching. It's been in beta testing phases for what kind of feels like forever, probably especially for you, Sean, this is your baby. And I'm just really excited that it's finally going out to the masses and just hopeful and looking forward to what's to come. Yeah, it's uh, it's been quite a journey. Um, I've been working in the VR industry for, uh, wow, it's probably about seven years now. And, um, I've always had an interest in building tools that helped people connect with each other and converse with each other and do work together. This is two years at DLS that we've uh, we've been building this product, um, but it's also uh, a culmination of a lot of things that I've been working on over the last six or seven years uh, and to see it come together and to see to see it going out and to see people enjoying it and using it has been a real treat. It's just been such a wonderfully, wonderfully uh, confirming experience. Well, it has been my pleasure to chat with you and to have all of our guests on this podcast. And I am just so excited also that our product has officially launched. This is really exciting for the whole team. It's been a truly a group effort. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Um, for our listeners, if you'd like any more information on our virtual reality product, head to dlsdc.com and navigate over to our VR service. Um, more easily, you can go to dlsdc.com slash services slash virtual dash reality. We'll see you next time. Later, taters. Woohoo! Thanks for joining us for this episode of Vernacular Reality. I hope you'll continue the conversation with us by searching Diplomatic Language Services on Facebook and LinkedIn, following us on Instagram at DC Language, or tweeting us at Diplomatic LS.